Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about Lori Vallow Daybell's brother, Alex Cox. He's the same brother who assaulted Lori's third husband, killed Lori's fourth husband, and now Alex is dead. I'm going to tell you a little bit about him first, and then I'm going to dive into his timeline. But before I get started, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell. Give it a like if you support this video and share it out where you can. With that being said, let's get into it. This is Alex Cox. And as I mentioned, it's Lori Vallow Daybell's brother. And Alex was a protector of sorts for Lori. And even a few family members had mentioned that whatever Lori wanted, Alex would do for her. He does have a bit of a violent history, and he is now deceased. He died in December 2019, almost two weeks after he got married in Vegas. But I will get more into it in the timeline. So let's rewind to 2007 for a minute. Lori's third husband was named Joseph Ryan. And in 2007, he was Lori's ex-husband for three years at this point. And Joseph is the biological father of Lori's daughter, Tylee. And in 2007 in Austin, Texas, Alex attacked Joseph with a stun gun and stunned him twice, causing Joseph to fall to the ground. He also threatened to kill him. Now, Alex was charged with aggravated assault and spent 90 days in jail. And this is what the affidavit said. The accused told Ryan that they needed to talk. Shortly thereafter, the accused reached into his clothing and pulled out an object. At the same time, the accused began to lunge at him. Ryan thought it was a gun that the accused was reaching for. Ryan turned to run. He felt a shock to his shoulder. As Ryan ran, he was shocked a second time in the back. The force caused him to fall to the ground. By now, Ryan had realized that the accused had pulled a stun gun on him and not a pistol. He was able to get his hands under him to break the fall. At one point, the accused made a threat to kill Ryan. Ryan was able to get up off the ground and flee. He was chased around the corner of the building by the accused where they encountered witness Francis Lakai. Lakai actually saw the accused with the stun gun. The accused then stopped his pursuit of Ryan and began to walk away. 
Ryan was treated at the scene by Austin EMS. He was not transported to the hospital at the time, but he did go to the hospital the next afternoon for chest pains and was admitted overnight for observations. He had neck and wrist pains as well. He was found to have a fracture in his right wrist from the fall. At the time of the assault, Ryan reported that he was in fear for his life. When the accused first reached into his clothing, he thought the accused was going to shoot him. The accused made a threat to kill Ryan. When Ryan was on the ground after being shocked, he felt that the accused would seriously injure him as he was still suffering from the effects of being stunned, shocked. So Alex gets sent to jail for 90 days for this. And while he was in jail, he wrote four letters to his best friend, whose name is Mary Tracy. And they met a year before at a comedy club in Phoenix. And Mary did stand-ups and so did Alex. And they quickly became really good friends. Now, before Alex assaulted Joseph, Mary said that she remembers Alex telling her that he had to go to Austin, Texas and handle family affairs. So Mary believes that Lori told Alex that Joseph had harmed Tylee. And this is what she says, I can't fathom how Alex would have come to this conclusion that Joe was harming Tylee if Lori hadn't been telling him that. And she also described Alex as really obsessed and almost fixated with this desire to get Joe. So he would write Mary these letters from jail and he would always seem to bring up Joe in them. And in one of them he says, do me a favor, call Janice, which is Alex's mother, ask her to put Joe's address on a postcard and his license number. I think it would be popular here. And then in another letter he says, P.S. Can you get a picture from Lori of one of her ex-husbands and send it to me? Some of the guys would like to hang out with him. In 2011, Alex was ordered to pay $5,000 in restitution to Joseph Ryan and Alex was put on probation. Now, if we fast forward to 2018, on April 3rd, 2018, Joseph Ryan is found dead in his apartment in Gilbert, Arizona. The autopsy lists his cause of death as a heart attack and Joseph's body was cremated. Authorities are actually now going back and investigating his death. Lori reported telling a family member that she received his life insurance policy and planned to share it with Tylee. Now, that family member also said that Lori stated that Joseph was evil and God took care of him. And Lori, when she got this policy, or supposedly got this policy, she was currently married to her fourth husband, Charles Vallow. Now, if we fast forward a little bit into January 2019, Lori was married to Charles Vallow. She starts doing some shady stuff, and I do mention it in a previous video, which I'll put right here. She starts pilfering money from Charles, and she starts to do some all kinds of crazy stuff, and they get into a fight, and she decides to take off on a 58-day tour. So Charles files for divorce. And during these 58 days, it's noted that she took off with Tylee to Hawaii and she also spent time with her brother Alex Cox at his home. And during this time, Lori and Alex have a huge fight and it's actually in the middle of the street and it was described as a knockdown drag out fight in the middle of the street. And it was so bad that neighbors were saying that they were close to calling 
the authorities. And one neighbor says, I heard this huge commotion. People were coming out in the street to watch what was going on. I thought they must be husband and wife because it was the sort of fight you don't normally have with your sister. She was screaming at him, accusing him of bringing disgrace to their family. I joked with my wife that I thought he might have killed her after their argument. And after this was all over, Lori left the house and didn't come back. So on July 11th, 2019 at 8.30 in the morning, Charles Vallow comes to Lori's house to pick up JJ and take him to school. But Alex is there at the house and allegedly there was an argument and Alex ends up shooting his brother-in-law Charles in the chest. And he claims it was self-defense. He even goes and calls 911 himself and lets them know that I just shot my brother-in-law. And he talked about he never saw Charles so angry and that Charles came at him with a bat. And on this 911 call, the operator asks Alex, do you want to perform CPR? And you can hear him say, nah, I don't know how to do that. She goes, well, that's okay. I'll show you how to do it. And I'll put the 911 call link in the description below. And so he says, okay. And she starts to give him directions on how to do CPR. Now, the one thing that's super interesting when I heard it, I was like, wait a minute, it doesn't sound like he's giving CPR. And some people might say, well, what does CPR sound like? Well, you're actually using your whole entire body. And so you'd be out of breath. And how are you going to hold it while doing Like, it's just... It was really, really strange. And I do have a video where I talk about that. So I'll link that as well up here or in the description below and it'll go more in depth. But it just seemed like he was taking direction, maybe started a little bit and then just was like, no, because it sounds like he's not giving it. That's my opinion. And that's actually a professional paramedics opinion too, because I got one. <laughs> of course, we could never know if he was or wasn't, but it just sounds like he didn't put much effort into it. So the authorities come and they question Alex outside the home. He tells them that Charles came at him with a bat and he's sitting there dabbing his head. And he said he went into the bedroom, got his gun and came out and shot him. He says, I turned around and he hit me in the back of the head with a bat. So I went to my room and got my gun. Something to note is that Alex only lived 23 miles away but yet he was staying at Lori's house. And the neighbors were saying that he stayed there for several days, but he said to the officer in the, in the body cam video, he said that I was just staying overnight, we're gonna do something fun today. And so after this, they head to the police station, give some statements, and from what I found, there was Tylee's statement, Lori's statement, but I have not seen Alex's official statement, but we can see what he said on the body cam. And Alex was not arrested for Charles's death. And Charles died in the living room. And hours later, Lori throws a pool party. On the ride to the police station, authorities were saying their behavior was straight up bizarre. And it was said that it was the weirdest ride I've ever had with three strangers. Lori was described as happy-go-lucky and said she was smiling and nonchalant. And we can see that also in the body cam 
footage of her. She's just hanging out like this. I mean, she was married to Charles for 14 years, 13, 14 years. And she's sitting like this, smiling like this is the best day ever. And they had a pool party later. And the officer says, you would have thought we just recovered their stolen vehicle. It was that bizarre. And on the 911 call, he was talking about how angry Charles was and he was just super angry. And not one person in the family an extended family have ever seen Charles lose control or rage or anything like that. His ex-wife backed that up. She's never seen him abusive or anything. Lori's older son said, nope. And even Lori's best friend, April Raymond, who was on the Dateline episode, I think that's where she was shown on the Dateline episode, and she said, no, I've never known Charles to be like that. So at the end of September, Alex was seen with his niece, Melanie Boudreaux, and they were outside her home taking children's clothes, toys, and beds to the curb. She divorced from Brandon Boudreaux, and they were married for 11 years, and she just ups and decides to ask for divorce. So Alex comes to the rescue and helps her. And then the next day, they go down to Rexburg, and Alex, Lori, Tylee, JJ, and Melanie all end up in the same townhome complex in Rexburg, Idaho. Now on September 8th, Alex, Lori, Tylee, and JJ go for a little trip to Yellowstone National Park. And this is the last day that Tylee Ryan was officially seen alive. And a picture was obtained from Lori's iCloud account and Tylee was seen at the entrance of Yellowstone National Park. And there was a couple pictures that they made public from that day. And this is what the affidavit says. It says, this is the last time we can find any record of Ryan being with Lori Vallow. We have found no witnesses who can verify they have seen Ryan since September 8th, 2019. And so a few weeks later on September 23rd, that's the last day that anyone has seen JJ Vallow. And then on October 1st, Lori decides to rent a storage unit. And October 2nd, Lori and Chad are seen on surveillance at this storage unit. And Chad and Lori were seen going to the back of their vehicle and taking a tire out. They were also seen taking what looks like a vehicle's car seat. Now, interestingly, on this same day, on October 2nd, Brandon Boudreaux had an attempt made on his life. He was coming home from the gym, and when he parked, somebody shot at him and missed him by inches. He was able to see the vehicle, which was a Jeep, which later was found that it was Charles Vallow's Jeep. Now, Charles is dead, right? And when we go back to that storage unit and see that footage, Nate Eaton of East Idaho News was talking about the Jeep and said, listen, you can't roll down the window without taking the back tire off the Jeep. And then he theorized that the seat would have to be taken out. So if somebody's driving, somebody's shooting, they'd be in the back and that's why the tire was gone and also the back seat. Now, later, Brandon actually identifies the shooter as Alex Cox. 
and Alex would have been in the family for absolute years because Brandon was married to Melanie for a good 11 years. And the very next day, Lori and Alex go to the storage unit and they take the tire out from the storage unit and the back seat and put it into the vehicle. On October 6th, Alex visits the storage unit by himself and October 9th, Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corian's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corian.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corian.com. Tammy Daybell, which is Lori's fifth husband's ex-wife, I know it's crazy, let's try and follow along, (laughs) Tammy is in the driveway unpacking groceries and she files a report with the Rexburg Police Department claiming that she was shot at by a masked man carrying a paintball gun. And nothing comes of that and they end up chalking it up to a joke. And on the 28th, Two men who appear to be Alex and Chad are seen moving bikes and other items into that unit. And they spend another six minutes in there. In November, around the 12th to the 14th, Alex takes a little trip with Melanie to Utah so that she can either see her children or take her children or something's going on. And so Melanie trespasses on Brandon's parents' property and she ends up getting her butt to jail and Alex bails her out for 1950 bucks. Then a couple weeks later on November 26th, the welfare check was made on JJ by Larry and Kay Woodcock, the grandparents. They phoned in and said, hey, can you do a welfare check? When the cops came and questioned Lori and questioned Chad and Alex, Alex first said that, well, JJ is with his grandparents and the cops are like well that's impossible because they're the ones who called in for the welfare check and then the next day the authorities come back with search warrants Lori and chad have taken off at this point and they search alex's home which they said is next to empty and they also checked melanie's and jj was nowhere to be found and around that same day they do the search warrant alex moves back to arizona But two days later, on November 29th, he ends up in Vegas and marries a woman named Zulima Pastenes. And this is super interesting. They got married at a place called a Chapel of Love in Las Vegas. And the minister was asked about this marriage. And he was saying that the thing that stuck out to him 
was their lack of emotional response. He said they were very cold. It was business. They wanted to get in and get out. And the owner said their service only lasted eight minutes and their only witness was the chapel security guard. Now, the other interesting thing is Alex takes his wife's last name. And then the next day, Alex's niece, Melanie, gets married as well. And Alex is the witness. And on December 12th of 2019, Alex dies of a suspicious cause in Gilbert, Arizona. And Zulima's son, Joseph Lopez, who's 25 years old, he finds Alex unresponsive in the bathroom. And he makes the 911 call. And he said he was unable to turn him over because Alex had lost control of his bowels. And he refers to Alex as his mom's boyfriend. So he doesn't even know that they're married. And when the operator asked what his name was, he just knew him by Alex, didn't even know his last name. But you can hear Joseph Lopez freaking out and then you could hear his mom come in. And I will link that call as well if I can in the description below. Now, as part of the autopsy, investigators requested an expanded toxicology panel from the medical examiner's office, and we are waiting for those results. Now, detectives wanted to ask Alex about the shooting of Charles Vallow, as well as the attempt of Brandon Boudreaux, and they wanted to talk to him about Tammy Daybell, but they ended up not being able to because Alex was now dead. Now, another thing to note about Alex's new wife was she's also an LDS member. And there is a statement released about Melanie's new husband, Ian Palowski. And he's saying that shortly after they were married, she said that she conspired with her uncle, Alex Cox, to kill Brandon, her ex-husband. And Brandon says that he believes that Melanie wanted his $1 million life insurance policy and that's why there was an attempt on his life. And as for the children, Tylee and JJ, who are still missing, Ian said that Melanie once told him something to the effect of, sometimes children are full of light and then just like that, they go dark. And there's talk about how Lori believes that her kids were zombies. I am going into that further, so There'll probably be a new video on that. Interesting thing to me is Alex was a stand-up comedian. He actually has a YouTube video that I saw. It's not his channel, but I saw a YouTube video where he actually did impressions of Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, like a bunch of the different characters. And so you have that side of him and then you have this other devious side. So. It's really, really peculiar, but he has the history and all these are starting to connect the dots and maybe Lori didn't need him anymore and or things were getting too heated and leading back to him, which would lead to her. I don't know. Let's have a chit chat below and talk about it. Let me know your thoughts or if you have any other information that I may have missed. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Click the like button and click the share button. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.